The Sheriff Lawless and Some Guy Named Dave podcast is brought to you by the D Hotel, the official downtown hotel of the Vegas Golden Knights. The D Hotel, presenting sponsor of SLGND. Derek England may not have worn the captaincy for the Golden Knights, but there is no question he was the de facto leader of his team over the three seasons he wore his number five jersey in Vegas. When someone needed to speak to the people of Las Vegas following the October 1 shooting massacre in the team's inaugural season, Anglin stepped forward. When the team needed the player to accept the Campbell Cup after winning the Western Conference Championship later that same season, the players picked Anglin. When the players needed a day off, it was Anglin who approached the coaching staff. When the coaches needed a decision from the players on matters big and small, they went to Anglin. England was a major piece for the Golden Knights on and off the ice. He was an original VGK, selected from the Calgary Flames in the expansion draft, and he played in 79 regular season games and 20 postseason matches that first campaign. He was excellent, playing his best hockey, notching a career-high 23 points. England fought his way to the NHL, taking on whoever and whatever his teams needed of him. Climbing from the ECHL to the AHL, and finally the NHL, where he stayed for 11 seasons, playing with the Pittsburgh Penguins, Flames, and Golden Knights. His pro career began and ended in Vegas, first with the ECHL's Wranglers, and finally with the Golden Knights. England is retiring and moving into a front office role with the team. He'll be able to spend more time with his wife, Melissa, and watch their sons, Cash and Talon, begin to chase their dreams. Derek and Melissa sat down in Studio 31 at City National Arena last week to talk about their Vegas love story, hockey, and family. We'll start at the beginning. Okay. Um, how did you meet Derek? Right. The beginning, like the beginning and beginning. <laughs> yeah, the, exactly. The real beginning at a bar. I mean, this is back in the day before like cell phones and iPhones. You know, there was nothing. You, yeah, at a bar. And McMullins. McMullins, yeah. McMullins Pub, yeah, which is a Irish pub that yeah everybody in Vegas knows about. You know, it's been around forever. You saw him, he saw you, like, uh, how did, did you I, I saw her, <laughs> yeah. I saw her. Um, you saw me for sure. We, because we ate there after games with the Wranglers. I think they, it was like $5 tip. They fed all the guys or whatever, and you pay for your beers after the game. But uh, she was there with one of her friends and had to had to go try to be smooth, which I was not, and, yeah. and ended up talking to her anyways. and. Getting her number and told her to come to a game and then uh, was going to meet her back there after the game. But then I got in a fight and beat up a guy pretty good. And she thought I was crazy, so I had to call her and explain. And then she came and and uh, we went out after that. We went to Rain Nightclub in the Palm after that. Palms. Yeah. So, so was, that your, was that one of your first hockey games that you'd been to? Um, like, yeah, like real hockey game. Yeah. That I had been to and, and stuff, but I mean, it was just, I wasn't expecting you to fight, fight like that. I was like, oh, I think more too, like we were different ages and I had only met him for like a little bit. And you know, you had to write down, he had to write his phone number on a piece of paper 
He had a landline, no cell phone. Did I even have a cell phone back then? I think I had a cell phone. Um, But it was like just a cell phone. Like there was no social media. There was no internet. There was no anything. And uh, yeah, he gave me his phone number on a piece of paper. And I started to walk out. And you were like, you're never going to call me, are you? I was like, oh, probably not. So then you you got my phone number. Mm -hmm. And then you actually called me. Like, the next day. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is weird. Who does that? So, that is, uh, this is your first time with the Wranglers, Derek, or your second time? Yeah, that was my first, first So, that's time. back in 2003 or 4. Yeah. 2003 and just before Thanksgiving? Yeah, it was A little right bit before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. You were a baby. You were, like, just 21, I think. 21 and a half. You were 21 and a half, but I... <laughs> Oh, but in America, 21 and a half is I just started going to the uh, bars. You were 25. Yes. Time, so, yeah. Yeah. So that's, you know, we're talking 17 plus years ago. Yeah. I don't know what cities you you can tell me, but, you know, I, I can see where Derek went, you know. Uh, I went to some of those cities, not all of them. Lowell. Lowell. Uh, I didn't South Carolina. You flew I went in, to South Carolina. You flew into Lowell. You flew into Lowell. No, she flew in the Lowell when I was supposed to make the team. Then lock, the day she flew in, lockout happened. We got sent the next morning to Vegas. Back to Vegas. So Back she, to Vegas. Yeah. Charleston, where the Stingrays played, right? Yes, so I you, was in. I went to. You were in Charleston, Hershey. Yes. Reading. Mm, I don't think we, I went to we Reading. We drove from Hershey there. You were only there for six games, yeah. so it wasn't a long stint. Two weekends. Yeah. yeah. Three years in Wilkes. You must have had a yes. house there or an apartment. Or yeah, yeah, we were in Wilkes. Yeah. 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 And then uh, from there to the NHL, and it's been uh, 11 seasons, Pittsburgh, Calgary, and Vegas. Yes. So uh, big things, I big things from small, from small beginnings. Yeah, very big things from small beginnings. Has it been fun? It's been amazing. I mean, what a what a ride! Yeah. What an adventure! Like the places my kids have gone, you know. Cash lived in Norway during the lockout in the NHL. You know, he was just born, and we took him to Norway. And Norway is not on your DB, your hockey DB. So I missed no? that one. No, where'd you go in Norway? Sorry, uh, Trondheim. Trondheim, yeah. way oh, beautiful. Like six hours north of Oslo. It was. Uh, we were there till we left. We were only there for like two months. Maybe uh, it was longer than that. Oh, because we came back beginning of December, I think. We came right before Christmas because we knew yeah. the lockout was going to end. Yeah, it was going to end, yeah. but it was an amazing experience. Like, yeah. hockey was East Coast league-ish, yeah. Yeah. I would say. There's there actually a lot of guys that played in the East Coast and a little bit in the A over there. Um, I played every other shift. I just, you know, you just roll. And, uh, but the life experience, like the... You know, I would drive the, we had a nice apartment downtown, but our parking spot was a mile away. Mm-hmm. So I'd get home from practice just before dinner, park, but she would bundle cash up, take us, she'd meet me at the parking spot, and then we'd walk on the way home, we'd hit the grocery store, get the get our dinner, yeah. and uh, go back and cook it. But it was like, uh, um, it was beautiful. It was beautiful there. It was a little different, like the, you left we the baby were, outside. Yeah, I was going to say, we were, we were going 
We were going to like we we're going to a coffee sh we're going to a coffee shop, and all of a sudden we see all these strollers parked, and they have the big strollers, like big wheels, big like uh, English stroller-looking things, like buggies, almost. buggies almost, and they're all parked outside. We're like, okay, they can't get inside, and then babies are in. We're like, what? What's going on here? And they just park their kids outside when they're sleeping, and leave them outside the coffee shops, stores. And they go inside, they have some coffee or wine, come back out, grab their kid and keep going. Like, yeah. why, do they smoke in there? Like, why would they leave no, the they, kids out? They, like, really no. believe in, like, fresh it's, air it's for safe, their kids safety. and it's safe. And it's, like, when the, that thing happened in Oslo, that was, like, like it, it, it's bad anywhere, but um, there's no crime there. You yeah. can't, yeah, like, the, no. the, the wives would get up in the stands and it just stands, like bleachers. And they leave their purses there, go to the bathroom, go whatever, come back. Purses are all that. Like, it was that safe. Like, you felt that safe. And it was, it was almost like a breath, breath of uh, fresh air, like seeing how they live. And it was, it nice. was really clean. It was nice. It was, it was beautiful. It was great. Yeah. But nothing like flying across the country. We flew from Vegas to Pittsburgh. <laughs> and then we're only there for a little bit. And then it was like Pittsburgh to New York, New York to Oslo, Oslo to Trondheim with a three-month-old. And we had cash at the end of May. So we had flown back from Pittsburgh when we got knocked out. Do we get knocked out in the second round that year? Yeah, swept by Boston. And... Literally got home, had cash a few weeks later, and then three months later went to Pittsburgh, and then a couple weeks later went to Norway. Then came, it was just such a crazy. That was a crazy year of travel. If you could have said to Melissa, who walked out of, was it the Orleans you're playing at? Yeah. Who walked out of the Orleans thinking, I don't want to see this guy. <laughs> I don't think it was that bad. It was more like this guy's pretty young and uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And then. All of this. Yeah. Yeah. I would have said, you're crazy. Which I, I, pro I remember having a conversation with my brother and I was like, <sighs> I'm like, okay, like, what do I do? Do I like, because for a few years we were like, like, a, like I was in, in Vegas and he was doing his thing. And then it was like, you're either going to take the leap of faith or you know, like, what, what do you do? Like, do you take this chance? Do you like spin this wheel and go for it? Or do you just stay like here and, and, you know, do your own thing. Yeah. Move yeah. on and like, let it go. And I remember having that conversation with my brother. He's like, yeah, just go for it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, what do you have to lose? I was like, okay, yeah, I guess so. And, and then like, look at everything yeah. and then to come back here is like bittersweet. I want to get to that. Uh, in a little bit. I, I can't really bury the lead. You told me earlier today that you're not going to play anymore. This is, uh, you've had a great career uh, and you're going to retire. Well, how does that feel uh, at, at this point in time? And what's it like to have, to have been able to kind of finish things here in Vegas? Yeah, it's, it's extremely special, you know, you know, like being, leaving Calgary to come back here. We didn't think it was going to happen to begin with. And then for that to happen, it was great, and then to be able to finish here, that was, you know, that was our goal from the beginning. And, um, you know, maybe if it was a normal season, going into a normal season, 
maybe it would have been different. Like it was, you know, but with the uncertainty and everything that's going on, it, it's the right time for, for us. Um, I don't want to move. We don't want to move our kids, take them out of school, all that. And we're not going to live, we're not living apart. So um, it was the right move for sure. And um, I'm enjoying it. The, the family time, the stuff that you miss, um, you know, when you're traveling, you do, during a normal summer, you might not see it as much because your kids are out of school and stuff, but with uh, what's going on now, you get a, you know, all the stuff you get, a, you miss out on Christmas shopping and hanging Christmas light, you know, stuff, little, little stuff that you never get to do because you're always traveling. Um, it's making it uh, a lot easier uh, for sure. I'm looking at the first charter member of the Vegas Golden Knights alumni. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, well, not technically too. not the first because, uh, you know, Clayton Stoner and, uh, is Gary still playing? Uh, well, a guy that retired from, from here? the Golden Knights. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah, I guess. First. Yeah. You need to stop. Yeah. Well, stop putting yourself in that position. You're the first okay. alumni the first, of the, the, the Golden Knights. Yes. Like, it'll be fun. We uh, edit that out. Yeah, we'll we'll, uh, <laughs> no, it'll be fun. It's, um, there's a lot. Uh, talking to guys, uh, there's a lot uh to start um, an alumni and stuff that you had no idea that uh, you have to do, and um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be part, uh, you know, part of uh, moving forward, doing with the team is uh, starting that and getting it going in the right direction, and um, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, and um, you know, obviously there's other there's things with the with the team that we're doing and stuff, but uh, that's going to be a big part. Uh, Getting that going. So, yeah, it's long been speculated that if, if you retired with the Golden Knights that you would uh, you join the front office. And uh, is that is that accurate? Are you going to work for the club? Yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be working for the team, um, you know, kind of doing a little bit uh, of everything. Um, um, going to the game, house. helping with sponsorship and um, stuff like that. Uh, the alumni, charity, the Learn to Play program. Um, you know, and then there's other stuff, you know, skating with, uh, maybe going out with the Silver Knights, uh, when you're free, uh, just helping with practice, push bucks around just to be out there and be part of that, uh, uh, help those guys out. You know, a lot of them were up in the bubble that are, are going to be playing there over the next little bit? Um, you know, to be out there helping them any way you can, um, it'll, it'll be a lot of fun. Well, it's kind of like, you know, one of the guys that wrote the blueprint of the culture, for the Golden Knights and has been so instrumental in carrying that culture from from day one forward. And now for to have you stay and be able to to help instill it with uh, with those younger guys, I think um, uh, it'd be invaluable. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like uh, that was a, an exciting thing when the expansion draft happened. Is we got to you know create our own culture and team identity and all that stuff and. Um, like you said, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun, uh, you know. Knowing the young guys coming up through the pipe pipeline, um, it's not gonna be hard. Uh, they're all great kids, uh, good heads on their shoulder. They're pointing the right direction and stuff. So, um, you know, it's gonna be uh, just helping them out when they need it. Um, you know, if they want to work on something or something like that. You know, you could, you're always there for them. Uh, you want to see them accomplish their goals. Like uh, uh, guys helped you out when when I was going through it too. Well, for a family, a hockey career, is it's a family. It's, you know, it's Derek, it's yourself, it's the boys. It's an adjustment for 
for everybody as you make a step into the, the next direction. And um, I would imagine you have loved being part of, uh, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I've seen you around. I know how much you've put into it. You've, you know, really loved being a part of, of all of this. And it must be fun to, to watch your best friend uh, do, do wonderful things in, uh, like Derek did on the ice. What's this moment like for you? I think I'm having a harder time with it than Derek. I just noticed you walked over. We're, we're in a studio at the rink and there's a few players practicing and you walked over when we first walked in here and you looked over and looked at Derek and said, you don't miss that? You quick, you said no really fast, but uh, I, I, it kind of stuck in my head right I, away. I feel like his mission now is going to be to annoy me for the rest. I, I think what happens is that you get very used to being very independent because you have to, you have, you know, even though this is our home and I have great friends that help me out, I still don't have family here. And all of us wives get very used to either relying on each other or you really take everything in for yourself. Like I'm not used to having help. I'm used to doing it all. You know, you know, I work, so I'm used to working, taking care of the kids, doing the charity work, you know, and, and everything else that goes with, with everything else with a household in general for any, anyone in any household. Um, but now he's around all the time and I'm kind of like, oh my God, when are you going to leave? You're kind of annoying me. You can come on the road and we can, uh, we'll get, get like, you a guest broadcast. I know, can we send him away? Just, just like, but then it's like bittersweet. Nashville, you can go to Nashville. Why, why can't we go somewhere else? Like, you know, no, actually every city is good. I'm like, there's no bad city to go to anymore. Yeah, there is. Winnipeg, a, maybe, in the good. winter when it's really cold. Yeah, but you can walk inside. There's tunnels everywhere. It's yeah. not bad. I lived in Winnipeg 18 years. You can't. Uh, <laughs> no, I love I, Winnipeg, but I'm just spot. saying, like, weather-wise. <laughs> weather-wise, yeah. In the wintertime. No, it's not nice there. In the, in in the winter. No. Yeah. What do you do? Um, I'm a Pilates teacher. Oh, you are? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. So I've, I work three days a week, so I don't work, you know, but it's nice to have my own thing and, and do my own thing, but I'm used to doing everything, you know, like the, all the school stuff. And, and it's actually, it is nice to have him home for, you know, helping out with those kinds of stuff and kind of seeing those moments. He's always missed those moments. He's missed, you know, Halloween. This was the first year that he's been home for Halloween. He's always either been on the road or had a game on Halloween, and I kind of feel like he's missed every single one of Cash's holiday plays. And and so it is nice for that transition. But it is a hard transition because you are, and I think it's hard for, for the kids and even the player to transition from what you're used to doing to something different, which is, it is really good that here that the Knights are really involved and, and, and he's got a community to fall back on and he has a place to go and everybody's been so welcoming still of us and, and there for all of us. And, and it's like, you're staying with the family. You're just moving to a different like position in the family, which, which is really nice. So it makes the transition really good for him and for I. So I have two moments that stick out for me for, with Derek. Um, but, uh, I just kind of, Actually, three, and one of them was from Calgary. But what what sticks out for you? You know, if you when you look back at his whole career, yeah, uh-huh. uh, I'd just say the very first thing that stood out for me was one of his first fights in Pittsburgh, and it was kind of like that aha moment, like okay, he he's made it. He kind of like solidified himself, um, and it was the Colton Orr fight when you knocked him out 
And I was like, okay, like you. You're rough on Winnipeg, cold north from Winnipeg. Sorry. You don't like the winners there? So, and, I do. And, and, I actually love And your favorite moment Winnipeg. is your husband knocking out, knocking out cold north. He didn't north. play in Winnipeg, though. He played in Toronto, right? Toronto, yeah. He played we in Toronto. Battled, we, we battled I love juniors. We fought. We had some battles in yeah. juniors. Once in, he was in Providence, I was in Lowell, he fought. And then, so we have always, and, and they've always been like, I don't think there's a fight under, they've always been long. Like it just like, like I wasn't winning that fight. I knocked him out. Yeah, but he was winning the fight. This game got a fight right now. Derek Anglin involved with the Penguins. Portnoy, Portnoy. This is tough. War is very a tough customer, and Anglin is a gamer. And he's just one of those guys that will battle with anybody. Anglin with the right hand, and on Colton Orr, who's a heavyweight. Oh, he knocked him down. Anglin knocked him down. Derek Anglin hanging right in there with one of the top fighters in the NHL. Or at 23 fights last year. Derek Anglin goes toe-to-toe -to -toe with him. And listen to the crowd. Derek Anglin. Yeah. I think he's a tough, yeah. tough, tough yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. down-for-pound guy. That's uh, yeah, for that, sure. I mean, you've Good Western boy, you know? <laughs> yeah. I so, love so there's the, there's the, there's the cold nor moment. And what yes. else? Um... I'm trying to think of what else. I feel like a lot of the beginning moments were like big fighting moments, I think, because that's, you know, kind of how he got, got into yeah. the league and, and stuff like that. I think when you signed with Calgary um, was like, wow, like, OK, there's a lot of interest here. Um, and that was really amazing, I think, for him, like to solidify like a, a long to hit for a three year deal was a, a long term deal, which was really amazing. Um <clears throat> And then, um, obviously, his speech here um, was, like, top. And especially that he scored in that game as well. Like, right, like, the first time right here with all that to, like, score. Likes it. Backs off. Feeds the point. Big shot. Score! It's England! It's 2 nothing. Derek England! The guts to speak before a teary crowd just moments ago. And the local boy makes it 2-0. I, I think almost the scoring, I don't know if that's even with the speech, in a different way. Like for you to score the very first time at T-Mobile for a regular season game, with everything that happened, you know, I thought that was like an amazing day. Certainly took it to, like, obviously... Uh, the speech was, you know, was so special. And, and as you know, if you know Derek, uh, and I obviously mm -hmm. don't pretend at all like you do, but I've gotten to know him pretty well. You know, it, it you know, it's, it, it was, it's not his, it's not, it's not your, not where, not where you're real, real comfortable. And yet yeah. you made it and it was so heartfelt and, and it was really you. It was so authentic. That kind of is what makes it so special. But then to score, it was like, yeah. Like you wrote your own little movie that day, right? Like yeah. that was, it was pretty, it was, I, I still get, get shivers as I'm sure you guys. Do. Yeah. Oh. I, I, we have his picture and you just, the smile on his face after scoring that goal. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Like I look at that. I'm like, okay, that's like just the happiest moment. And yeah, you are a very minimal one word kind of answer guy. Come on, no. <laughs> Actually, he's talking a lot today, which yeah. is You're really good which, today. Yeah. I keep telling <laughs> him, I'm like, you gotta like talk a little bit more because yeah. he's so shy. Uh, for you, Derek, 671 games in the NHL. 
30 goals, 97 points, 579 penalty minutes. Um, played in 55 playoff games. That's a lot of games in the playoffs. What stands out for you? Um, well, the, the speech and the, the goal and everything. Um, the uh, conference champions. So that, the, the, the look on your face yeah. coming um, off the ice carrying... Uh, uh, the Campbell Cup in, yeah. uh, in, Winnipeg. in Winnipeg. Back to Winnipeg. Anglin <laughs> okay. touches the trophy. The Campbell Bowl puts his left hand on it. And Anglin lifts the trophy. And he will carry it towards his teammates. Derek Anglin, sensing the moment, will skate alongside David Perron and Marc-Andre Fleury and skate it off the ice. Derek Englund, first player to step down the tunnel. The Golden Knights with the Campbell Bowl, Western Conference champions. No, not only just being able, getting them choosing me to do it was pretty special too. Um, what else? Earlier times? Yeah, same thing. You know, that first game in Boston, uh, I still remember like yesterday. Um that Cole Nor fight, all of them. There was a lot, a lot of them that year. Yeah, I remember when you told me you got called up for the first time. Yeah, that was. And you the, came out of the locker room and you're like, I forgot how you said it, but I'm like, what? Where are you going? You're like, I'm going up. I'm like, oh my gosh. Did you say yeah. you're going to the show? Or the we, just, we just finished. Yeah. We finished the game and then um, in Wilkesbury. It was a Friday night. I think it was Friday. It was Friday. My um, family was in town. Wasn't no, it? Um, oh, our friend John, from New York was yeah. in town. Um, we just finished playing and we didn't play very good. And right after the game, Todd Rayerton comes in and comes to my office. I'm like, oh, shit. You know, what's, what's going on? And, and he's been like, since I got sent down that year, because I was last cut that year, um, he's like, we just got to get you one game. So he pulls me in after the game. I thought I was going to just get ripped. Pulls me in. He's like, uh, you're getting called up. And he, he was so happy for me and stuff. And obviously, you're, holy shit. I'm like, when do I leave? He's like, well, you're going to get a car service right now to Philly. Then you got to fly to San Jose at like five in the morning and then be on the ice for a pregame skate and then play that night. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> All the way to Philly, get there. Golgoski was sick. He's like, I'm good to go. I'll play tonight. I'm like, thank, thank God. Like, I just, Oh, because yeah. you were late. Didn't your flight? I got there on the ice in time. Oh, okay. And then uh, that night... I think Chris Letang got hurt. So after the game, I probably would have got sent down if he didn't. Bowsman was like, well, your first game's in Boston. And we stayed the night there, went to Boston, and uh, played that night as partnered with Orpic. And he got hurt, like, first or second shift. So we had 5D. So you played a ton? Played, like, 18 and a half minutes first game. So it was, it was nice because it sucked that he got injured, but... You didn't have to think about it. You didn't have to worry about making a mistake. You were you were playing no matter what. Just get out there and do it. So it was uh, yeah, it was good. That yeah. was uh, that was. Well, did you stay after that? Yeah, I played nine. I was up for ten games. So nine, I played nine, and then guy came back, got sent down, and then nothing after that. And then made the team the next year. Yeah, next after that, it's been yeah. straight through in the NHL. Yeah, yeah. So. so uh, you know, you guys have been such a big part of of hockey in Vegas. And I've asked Eric a bunch of times about it. And, you know, when did you start to, like, when you first heard the name Bill Foley 
And then you started to. I was on it. Like, <laughs> I were? was on it right away. I was oh. all over it. I was like, Did you buy season tickets? I, that's the one thing I didn't do because I was like, if we're not here, I'm not going to buy season tickets. I was all over it. I researched Bill Foley. I Googled him. I did everything. I was like, if we don't play, because we, even though we had been playing in Pittsburgh and we had been playing in Calgary, we lived here in the off season. Derek trained here. I worked here in the summer times. Both of our kids were born here. Like this was home forever. And I will, I will say, I will remember flurries giving me so much BS about being cold in Pittsburgh. And I'm like, you've never lived in Vegas ever. And now the two of them are freezing cold here. And I'm like, oh, really? Because they'd be like, you're such a baby. You're such a baby. I'm like, well, go live in Vegas in the summer when it's 100 and some odd degrees. And then you go to Pittsburgh in October and I'd be freezing cold because it's 40. Um, anyways. So when did you find out? Like, you know, we all found out at the expansion draft. When did you know you were coming to Vegas? The night, before. <laughs> the night before. So they... That was on a Wednesday. They called Sunday night. Sun, my agent called me Sunday, and I thought I didn't think there was any chance because I was going to be a free agent, and I figured they would have just talked to me and be like, "Hey, if, yeah. if they wanted." Um, and uh, they called me Sunday night. They didn't like what uh, Calgary had to offer, uh, other than me, so they wanted to take me. I'm like, "That's awesome." And then nothing until Tuesday morning. The longest. My agent. It's like, I think we have a deal now because they had to negotiate a deal. I think we have a deal. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So then they're, they're, they're pushing Tuesday night. They're like, you got to print this contract out and get it back to us. Our printer doesn't work. So we go buy a printer, come back. And, and this, we know, we know what's happening. So we're just getting into the wine. I had to go buy a printer, come back before I got the wine. <laughs> then we're crushing wine. That printer doesn't work. <laughs> So that our friend brought, brought another printer. That one didn't work. I call him back. I'm like, I, I've tried three printers, brand new ones. Nothing works. They're like, okay, be at the the Fidelity uh, where they were working out of there, at, there. at six in the morning or something. So I, I was there at six I in the morning. Yeah. Signed the contract. I was, whew. we were pretty excited though. So We were so excited. Yeah. Um, signed it that morning and then uh, that night was the expansion draft. I was like, had things all over the house, like for two years to like for two years, like you're going to get drafted by the Golden Knights or whatever. I had got a T-shirt. I put like Derek's name on it. I put number five on it. I was like all about the whole visualization. Las Vegas and, and I think I picked Silver Knights because I was like, I don't know what the name is, but I'm going to pick any name just so I can put it in there. Um, and I was like Silver Knights. And I was watching like the ticket sales like when they were doing the to make sure there was enough people to come here like everything like yeah. every single person that knew us in Vegas was like sending me so much stuff like look at this look at this like everybody that wanted everybody wanted us to be here like all of our friends yeah we were building our house that we live in now and the builders we needed to build up the pad on our lot they brought in dirt from T-Mobile that they had yeah. just as like an extra put the mojo out mojo there out I guess there you could say we sort of like when the Canadians go to the Olympics they you know often they'll hire a Canadian crew to build the ice at the Olympics and they bury a loony 
Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, like oh, that's so cool. uh, they bury a loony at center ice underneath the underneath the ice, and um, they the first time they did it was in Salt Lake City, and so and then they didn't tell the story until after. And uh, Wayne Gretzky knew he was the general manager of the team. After he told the media, he said, you know, "We won because we were on Canadian ice tonight. There was a there was a loony at." Uh, at center race. So your guys put the T-Mobile uh, yeah. dirt in your uh, in your backyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is, yeah. I don't know if that's a little creepy now that I'm like <laughs> kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, it, it obviously worked out for the right reasons because we wanted to be here so bad, obviously. So the first year, uh, I, I've, uh, I always tell the story that I had told my wife and daughter when, when I decided, when we decided we were going to come here, I left TSN in Canada and came to join the Golden Knights. And I said, you know, that summer, you know, they, they had lived in Winnipeg their whole lives. And it was, this was a big change for them. They're not like a hockey family. I told them that we would go to Italy. We go, we'll be out in April. You know, we'll make the playoffs. We'll, we'll go, we'll, we'll go to Europe. We'll go to Italy. We always wanted to go. That's what we'll do. And, um, of course, uh, the team goes off this great start. And we went to Nashville in uh, Dallas, the Dodge trip. And uh, one in Nashville, Subban stopped them. I think we won seven, so six or seven rounds of the shootout. Yeah. Subban was out of his mind. And then uh, Max Legacy won the last game that he played in Dallas. We knew Fleury was on the trip. And he had... Uh, we were at Tootsie's the one night in Nashville, and he had said to me, I'm, I'm ready to go. And so they, so Max played and won on the Saturday night in Dallas. And I, we flew home that night, and I can remember getting to the house. And my wife, it was like 3 or 4 in the morning, and she got up to say, hey, how are you, honey? And I just looked at her, and I said, uh, don't buy any plane tickets to Italy. <laughs> She's like, what do you mean? I said, we're not going to Italy. We're going to the playoffs. Yeah. And, like, what was it like for you that, to go from this is okay. It's a great adventure. We're going home. We're going to play in Vegas, but all of a sudden, we're good. I mean, for me, it was just you know all the people that we know here and everybody like as the season kept going and going. You know, like oh my gosh, oh my gosh, and the, you know everybody wants to talk about it. everybody's stopping you. You know, like everybody's so excited and enthusiastic, and you know. Living here for a long time, I knew we needed something like this. We needed a sports team here, being f technically from here as long as we have. It's the one thing that was missing to like kind of bring all of us locals together and have something to root for, which is amazing. It just it just kept going and going and going, and then you kept going, and you're like, oh my gosh, is this is this really happening? And I still don't think it clued into me until the next season. Like when it all kind of, you get to think about it. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, wow. That was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's another funny story. When Derek did sign here on my phone in my case, I like wrote on a piece of paper and I'm like, everybody's going to kill me for this now. I was like, uh, Vegas, because we knew the name. I'm like, Vegas Golden Knights. Um, make it to the Stanley Cup finals and I put the date and everything and I folded it up and I put it in my phone but I didn't say we won I just said we made it <laughs> I was like oh my god why didn't I say we won but I put it it stayed in my phone the entire season and I remember I don't know what I did I must have got a I 
opened up my phone and I was opened it up and I have it. I should, I should take a picture of it, but it says like, go like Vegas Golden Knights will go to the, and I had the year and everything and like June something like the dates were so close, like wow. everything. And I was like, Hmm. God damn, it was your fault then. I know, it's my <laughs> fault. Great, now the entire, everybody's going to blame it on me. Yeah, it's, um, that's, that's, I thought that was a very ambitious goal to begin with for the first year. I was like, that's very ambitious. If we make it to the Stanley Cup Finals, that's like insane. And we did. Uh, yeah. But you mentioned the community. Mm-hmm. What did October 1 do to you? I think for me, it was really hard. Um I had a friend that very, like my best friend there, the one who, if it weren't for her, I would have never met Derek. Um, And her friends were injured. um, And she had a really hard time with it to see the effects of what it does to somebody and your feeling of hopelessness that you, there's nothing I can say or do that's going to help you really. I can only be there for you. And that's just one person to imagine what it's like for a whole community And we, that year, honored people that had either helped out or had been affected by October 1, the very first year. And we, I went before and met all the people and some people have lost loved ones. And to see that, and again, still feel so hopeless. I remember like Kim, Carly, and I would just, some days I would just have to like leave and I would start crying Cause I'm like, what are we doing? Like, this isn't even, we're, this isn't even good enough. Like we need to do more. Like you just feel so helpless like that. What you're doing is just not enough that I should be doing more and I should be doing more. And, um, it was, it was really, hard. it's still hard. I think it's, it's still hard for a lot of people, but you know, you started England's heroes together. What was like that? Like, I'll say this right away like guys that have foundations and you have to get to a certain stature. And, uh, you know, you just talked about how you got to the national hockey league. You, you, you fought your way there. Um, what was it like to be in that position where, you know, you could, you could do that. You could say, you know what, I've, I've got enough weight or heft or whatever it is that I can put my name out there to do good. Yeah. It was, um, I think as soon as we, got taken in this expansion draft we knew we had to do something we had to start our own <clears throat> foundation or charity or something we, we just didn't know what and then when October 1 hit we we knew we had to honor those people and and stuff and then we after the first season we wanted to branch off and just honor local people that go above and beyond and and do amazing things and it's been you know it's been um amazing meeting all these people and all the things they do um you know they it's not their job it's just a passion of theirs and and to see that it makes you want to do more like you said and um you know we still try to people that we honor the team the the thing we keep up with their charities and if they have something we'll go stop in and you know, if we can donate or or whatnot, help them out somehow. Um, and you know, you want to take your kids there so they can get that sense of giving back um, at an early age, and um, they enjoy it too. Like um, we went to serving our our kids. Uh, they feed kids that can't afford meals over the weekend, and we took our our boys there and to help package all the stuff up, and they gave us uh, little piggy banks. 
after to help raise more money. And our oldest son took it uh, to school and to the hockey game into the wives lounge and was like, I'm raise money. Can you donate? And he ended up raising, I think just about $300 in the two days. And we took it back to them and he, 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 he loved it. Like just to give back and know that he was helping, helping other people. Mm-hmm. So it's a hard thing. I would imagine as a parent, you know, it, it's no secret. You're a professional athlete. You, you're, you guys do well. And, um, and, and, you know, the kids are, you know, you get to go hang out with Marc-Andre Fleury and Derek England and, you know, be at the, be in the rink and, and that, but then to be able to ground your children, I would imagine that's, that's a, that's a pretty important thing. That's really important to us, especially letting them know, like, you know, we come from, you know, very humble beginnings and, you know, come from very working class parents that work really, really hard. You know, my dad's a firefighter was, he's retired now. Um, and just, you know, they worked really hard for us to give us something and we're working really hard for our kids, but I want our kids to really realize and understand, you know, that like you got to work hard to get where you're going and give back and help out. And they, especially cash since he's older, um, he really takes to it and he really loves it. So you have really, you know, I know how hard you worked to, to, to get here and to stay and not to stay, to be a really good player. Um, will you tackle the next, I, I would imagine that the next challenge is pretty exciting. And if you, you know, use the marshal, that enthusiasm, it, it'll be, it'll be really fun for you. Yeah. I, th- I think it um, doesn't matter what, what you're doing. Um, you know, you gotta, you gotta bring hard work to it. Uh, you know, like Melissa said, we we were, I was raised that way. My dad works really hard, still does. And, um, no matter what you're going to do is working out. I try to push myself every, every day I work out, even though I'm not uh, training for hockey, you know, he's going to set little goals and it's going to be no different, uh, with the next chapter, you know, hard work and, you always want to better yourself and and try to do more, and uh, that's going to be the same way uh, after hockey too. Can I tell the story about our text uh, miscommunication yesterday? Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't <laughs> I, I text him instead of you. Oh, did you say that? Just got to the rig, sexy. <laughs> well, I just he said that he said, he, yes, I am sexy. I'm like, oh, shit. You, you know what? You don't even look like you because the last person you texted. Oh, yeah, you yes, just he does that a, he does that a lot. I'm oh, pretty yeah. sure he does it. I've done it too. Oh, yeah. I've done it. Because you don't, and then you never look, I never look at the name as you're tech, texting, and then you hit send, and you just, they, immediately as soon as you hit send, you glance up, oh. Yeah. It's like, oh, I've no, done that, like, delete, delete, no, it doesn't work, well, stop. It, for me, it was perfect. I'm a writer, right? Yeah. <laughs> and now I've got a beginning, I've got a middle, yeah. and now I've got an end uh, to my story, because yeah. you no. guys met, and it this have had this great love story through the whole thing, and then to, to, I, I thought it was really cute, and it was like, Hey, they still really like each other. Yeah. Isn't that great? Kind of. Well, most days. <laughs> most most days. days. I don't know now, in this retirement, you're kind of starting to drive me crazy, but slowly we're getting back. You'll, you're uh, going to be doing stuff more and more now. Yeah, so we'll, we'll that's good. good. Once, you, once you can leave the house a little bit longer. But I think we're all kind of in a unique situation right now with everything that's going on. So yeah. um, once this too shall pass, yeah. that uh, we move forward and it'll be pretty good, I think. In the end, you've had fun. Uh, 
in hockey per se, I've had a lot of fun. I think it's amazing the people you meet, um, you know, all the wonderful friendships near and far and people you stay close friends with and the, you know, everybody's like, I feel like this team here, everybody's so caring and just because we have a foundation and, 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 you know, some of our stuff is known. There's so many people behind the scenes that give so much in this team that they don't know about. And they really do care about this community and they, they want to give back so much and they do. And I think it's amazing. I've, I've never quite seen a team that is so caring as this team is, which is pretty so, amazing. Yes. So you start out as a kid in Western Canada and uh, when, when was the, I want to play the NHL. When did that happen? I think it, far back as you can remember, yeah. watching hockey, watching the Oilers dynasty in the eighties there, you know, you, you want to be like that. Um, so yeah, three, four, five, five years old. What's it like to have made it happen and to be able to, like, it, this is, it, this is a nice retirement story, right? They're yeah. not all, they're not all pretty. Yeah. This is, you yeah, know, yeah, the organization thinks so much of you that, one door closes and they quickly open another. That's a nice way to go. Yeah, it's pretty special. Like, uh, you know, if you didn't come here in the expansion draft, we we don't know what yeah. we'd be doing. You, you know, I would probably be signing somewhere else and grinding out another year and go as long as you can. But um, not having to move and go into a to a job with a team that you love and a community that uh, you've lived in and loved for so long, that's uh, pretty special. Um, something you can't pass up on, um, especially with what's, you know, uh, the uncertainty right now. So this was a question that I've heard lots of lots of people ask. And if you were going to the Hall of Fame, you got three jerseys. You got a Penguins or a Flames or a Golden Knights. Which jersey are you wearing in? I don't want to have to answer that question. Whoa. I did. Can you like custom put all three together? <laughs> yeah. They all meant something to you? Oh, for sure. You, yeah. you, your first, you know, your first game um, in Pittsburgh, it was, yeah, it was seven years in their organization. So it's a long time. Uh, Calgary was another big step, um, you know, coming off. Uh, you got some security with Calgary, yeah. right? And which is to which a family, is, to a family, it's so important. Yeah. Yeah. I think they really. Uh, developed him into a really good penalty killer and they really trusted him and gave him that growth I think he needed. Yeah, yeah, it definitely definitely pushed different, you know, and then it doesn't hurt there when, you know, it hurt us as a team uh, when Gio gets hurt and then you have to fill, fill that. Those are big shoes to fill. Obviously, you're not filling them in points and he is uh, one of the best people I know um, on and off the ice. Um but to be able to try to do what some of the stuff he does was pretty fun, um, you know, and, and then it just snowballed into the next year and the next year. So, um, yeah, that's the all three. And then here it's home. It's, uh, you know, I nothing. So I don't know. It's a great answer. I, all I, three. All three. Yeah. Combined. Yeah. Melissa can't. Can you sew? I, I could try. We could get we could find someone. Well, we, we could find, find a jersey. Yeah. Here. Somebody would. We know. Someone will hear this podcast and make yeah, you one. That's probably you know. the way it will happen. <laughs> happen. Which would so, be cool. Uh, I'll ask you the same question. Was it fun? Yeah, amazing. It was amazing. Um, you know, it, all the, like she said, all the people you meet, uh, the 
the people you play with, uh, you know, for Sidney Crosby, Gino Flower, you know, Gio. Um, then you come here and all the guys, all the guys here. Um, it's it's been amazing, great friendships. Um, you know, but it's it's um, it's nice to go out on your own terms, I guess, too. Um, not uh, come to. Uh, the end with no options um you, you know a lot of guys don't get offered contracts or um just have to figure it out as as it comes and um to have the choice is i think pretty special um you, you know and at the end of the day we didn't want to leave here and um it was an easy decision it's it's to to go from tying your own skates to being able to tie up your son's skates that's a pretty nice uh it's a pretty nice option. Yeah, no, for sure. It's the stuff you miss out on. Tennis with cash and One ta- England, ta- hockey. Talon just started to learn now. to play. It's yeah. it's fun. So it's, um, you know, you miss out on a lot of that stuff. But uh, now I'm here annoying them and uh, get to be part of it. I know. One England's hockey career ended and, or you know, and now we've got a new little one coming in and he's he'll be a force to be reckoned with, I think. Derek has said on numerous occasions his speech at T-Mobile Arena prior to the team's first home game and only days after 58 people were shot and killed in Las Vegas is the most memorable act of his career. Indeed, it remains the most impactful moment in Golden Knights history. Derek said it best for the city and the hockey team that night, and there are no better words to put a bow on his career than his from that night in October 2017. Like all of you, I'm proud to call Las Vegas home. I met my wife here, my kids were born here, and I know how special this city is. To all the brave first responders that have worked timelessly and courageously throughout this whole tragedy, we thank you. To the families and friends of the victims, know that we'll do everything we can to help you and our city heal. We are Vegas strong.